The diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by my bookie.ag. My bookie's six days of giveaways is upon us from the 21st to the 26th. My bookie is hooking players up with free bets, casino chips, and blackjack tournaments with huge cash prizes, all completely free. Use the promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's my bookie.ag promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's ThriveFantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks, including picks from the SGPN crew. Better than Vegas. It's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at better than dot Vegas. That's better than dot Vegas. Finally, we're brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paper providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Welcome everyone to the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Robbie and Justin breaking down this Eagles game coming up just short against the Arizona Cardinals 33, 26, lot to be excited about. Of course, from the performance of Jalen hurts, but a lot to be super pissed about as well. After all it is the Eagles in their 2020 season. Robbie, I'll let you kick things off. What is a big thing you're positive about coming away from that game? Well, some decent QB play. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, hurts. I'll, I'll give the kid credit. I was really nervous. Uh, started the game super shaky. Obviously, he had that. Uh, you know, the first two drives, he had that. Uh, you know, intentional grounding for a safety, and then I think the other drive went nowhere quick and. You know, I was starting to get worried and thought, oh man, here we go. And and I'll give the kid credit. He battled back and, you know, ended up, you know, 338 yards, three TDs, 102 rating, you know, 50, 54.5% passing. I'd like to see that a little higher. Um, you know, one thing that I was a little concerned about, he had three fumbles. Now, luckily, we recovered them all. Uh, but certainly that's something he's going to have to clean up, but picking you know, up where big, Carson left off. Exactly. <laughs> but look, the biggest thing is, you know, it, he appears to be a gamer and, and, and the moment doesn't seem too big for him in the second start. And, you know, one of the things that I really liked that I was looking at when I, when I checked out the stats for the game is he really spread the ball around. I mean, if you look at our receiving yards, I mean, Ertz led the team with 69 yards. Jeffrey had 63 yards. Rager had 49. <laughs> Quez Watkins had 40. Goddard had 39. Fulgham 30. Sanders 26. Greg Greg Ward 15. So he really got the ball to a lot of different guys, and you know, it just remains abundantly clear to me that Doug Peterson clicks with a quarterback other than Carson Wentz and things are just running smooth. So, 
you know, I'll take that as a positive. I think that offense, you know, looked a lot better and, and the defense had some turnovers too. So I got to give them some credit as well. All positives. And uh, yeah, still, still ended up coming up short. The, I mean, really it, it, to me, the difference in the game was were those special teams plays. I mean, one, once the, I mean the block punt, then we lose the punter. Who's also our holder. I don't know how you can't have a backup holder practice a couple times. Zach Ertz laughing his ass off that he couldn't handle the snap. But I mean, that's a huge job. The backup holder. I I don't know why you couldn't do a better job there. The fake punt that kept that drive alive after a nice stop. So certainly some cons there as well and getting down in that hole. But when they got down into that hole, and I think Carson was guilty of this a lot when he was in there, when they were down or whatever that he would be, he would press and, and kind of force some bad plays to try and get it all back. But I didn't see that about Hertz. He was really calm, really cool. And again, it's a very small sample size, only two games, but he looked great. And to me, it was the emergence of the deep ball. Like I, I was very skeptical of his ability to throw the ball downfield. And again, small sample size, but I really liked his ability to just get it down there. I mean, he did a lot with his legs against the saints and you know, Oh, there wasn't a game film. You know, he can't really throw it. And he, he really took a big step in proving those criticisms wrong. Justin, what's a, what's a big positive coming out of this uh, Eagles win? Yeah. You guys hit on my big two. I mean, the, just the confidence coming from Hertz, you know, this rookie quarterback coming in, basically just taking these guys, putting them on his back and, you know, just trying to win these games. And I like how he's not giving himself any excuses. Um, He literally just wants to win. The other thing I liked about it is he wasn't trying to win with his legs this week. You know, he was, he was throwing it around like Rob pointed out and you just pointed out. Um, we knew he wasn't going to be able to sustain 18 rushes in a game, um, you know, throughout the course of the rest of the season. So it was nice to see him spread the ball around. Uh, Rob pointed out the turnovers from the defense. That was a big one as well. You can tell, um, you know, they're, they're starting to come alive. Um, uh, I just like what Schwartz is doing. Uh, a couple guys went down and they came alive, especially in the secondary there for us. So nice yeah. game overall. Unfortunately, we weren't able to uh, pull out the win there. I guess the the one big con though is you know, uh, Hertz just has to try and avoid those big sacks towards the end of games. You know, try and get us some some positive yardage. Um, and you know, I think it'll it'll get to that. It would have been nice if we could have pulled it out in the end. But overall, you can't really, um, you know bet against the guy. Yeah, and I think the one thing we have to keep in mind and I think it's easy to lose sight of especially this late in the season is, you know, Hurts is a, is a true rookie. This this was yeah. literally his his no second training game. camp. I mean, no training camp, he's stepping in his second game. Um I mean, if you compare him to almost any other rookie, no matter how good, he, he's outplaying almost all of them. So uh, you know, it, 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 when you put it in that context, I just think it's that much more impressive what he's done. Yeah, I was trying to get a campaign going for Hertz Rookie of the Year. Uh, I think Herbert probably has it locked up now. Now that he got a couple more wins, but I mean, if 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 Herbert would have lost out, you know, lost these last couple of games, at some point, winning games matters, and we'll see. They have two Eagles do have two games left, and maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. And certainly, such a small sample size, tough to really give him Rookie of the Year, but. So much to be excited about the fumbling. That is a that's a big con. He's got to be able to hold on to the ball. But his, just how calm he is, how poised he is in the pocket, is just huge. And yeah, no preseason, no training camp, 
And again, the offensive line has just been devastated, uh, especially coming into this game. It, I mean, you know, imagine him next year, opening day, assuming he is the starter, which I don't see how that wouldn't be the case where we're at right now with a healthy offensive line. It, it's certainly something to be excited about. But as far as Hurts, him playing really well, kind of emerging as the guy here. Who do you think's benefiting the most? Is it Howie or Doug? Justin, who do you think's who do you think's benefiting from the most of Hertz succeeding? Because you could make a case that it kind of makes Howie look bad, but then it kind of makes Doug look really good. But then, oh, it makes Howie look good because he he had the uh, you know foresight to draft him a pick uh, we were all against at the time. Where are you at? Who is this helping more right now? This late Hertz run, Howie or Doug, Justin? Yeah, I was uh, texting you guys, you know, after that game, you know, how he's a genius now, all of a sudden, um, I like to say Howie, but I actually think Doug is making out like a bandit right now. These guys are winning despite him and his shitty play calling. If you saw Watkins uh, wide receiver screen touchdown there, that was all him. Quez made that play happen. I don't think that had anything to do with Doug. That was just an amazing move by Quez there in order to score that 22 yard uh, touchdown on third down, uh, by the way, uh, if anything, typically with our wide receiver screens, if we gain any yards at all, it might be, you know, a couple, which then sets Elliot up for, you know, his notorious first half missed field goal. Um, I wasn't liking the play call there, but we were able to pull it out and Hertz is able to, to get things going, you know, with his arms and with his, with his arm and with his legs. And I think that's helping Doug look pretty good at the moment. I'm still not a fan of his. I still want him out by the end of the season. <laughs> Uh, and that's kind of where I stand on that. I, I mean, I'm, I'm getting, I mean, you know, you may have to uh, get some hot water to peel Doug off his seat right now because it is ice cold. He's frozen for me, locked in place. This really has shown uh, Doug to be a guy that given a quarterback that can execute the type of defense he's good or offense that he's good at calling, he can really succeed. And, and he must have done a decent job of coaching him up to get Hertz to be able to pop in here and look this good. Uh, certainly, some of it is just Hertz's uh, talent, but I think this is certainly making Doug look good. And Howie, I, I still think so many questions, but I, I think Doug was way more on the hot seat, and and Howie was never really going to get fired, so it didn't really matter if the Hertz pick panned out. But now I think it really matters for Doug because it shows he has a future. Uh, you know, you could have really questioned, do we give Doug the keys to the next franchise quarterback? Because it, things got so derailed with Wentz. And now I, I think the way the offense is going, again, two games, but I think you're really making a case that he does deserve to, uh, to try a run here in rebuilding and putting this thing back together with Hertz. I mean, guys were wide open. And, and I don't know if it's the play calling's different, the offense is different, whatever it is, that combination of Hertz and Doug. Is is really clicking right now, Robbie? What do you what do you think? Is this helping Howie more because it makes him look like an excellent drafter, or Doug P? No, no, <clears throat> no question. It's helping Doug P more than Howie. Uh, you know, like like you guys said, I don't think Howie was ever truly on the hot seat. I, I think he he's been safe. Uh, you know, in hindsight, it clearly makes that Hertz pick look smarter, but I don't think he was going anywhere. But Doug. I mean, uh, talk about a two week turnaround. I mean, two weeks ago, we were all saying fire Doug immediately play <laughs> callings awful team looks terrible. And now, you know, look, I agree with Justin. There's certainly been some questionable calls, but yeah, 
certainly things are clicking. And and like you said, Sean, guys are getting open. Um, they were and, wide open. You know, and 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 real quick, back to Hertz. Hertz is hitting these guys in stride. You saw it with uh, Miles Sanders' screen, and and just in general, he seems to be putting the ball where the guys can catch it. Real quick sidebar. Quez Watkins, what a burst by Quez Watkins on that screenplay. That was a nice burst of athleticism. And quite honestly, all of a sudden, I'm pretty worried about Rager as a draft pick. I mean, it is early, but I just haven't seen him uh, turn on the Jets like Watkins did there. I just haven't seen the separation or speed from Rager. Yes, he had that nice punt return for a touchdown. He's had a couple of plays as a late. Again, he's a rookie, and there's you know plenty of time to develop, but a little. Uh, a little worrisome there. Sorry to interrupt, Rob. Yeah, yeah no, and and fun fact about that, Sean, that I saw Quez Watkins uh, was the eighth fastest player in Week 15. He was clocked at 20.35 miles an hour, I think, on that run. So, you know, certainly showed some speed. And I, I actually, you know, you brought up a point that I wanted to bring up. Uh, you know, watching Rager, he's made some nice plays, but I just don't see that burner speed yeah. that he was advertised to have. He doesn't. He's not passing the eye test as a yep. guy that uh, just looks like he can blow by everyone, a Tyree kill or, or something like that. I just haven't seen it so far. And that doesn't mean he'll be a bad wide receiver, but you know, if he doesn't have that attribute, you know, then maybe we should have just taken a Justin Jefferson or something. And, and I'll be the first to admit, I wasn't uh, a Justin Jefferson fan. I certainly he's proven us all wrong. Uh, so far this year, but I'm I'm hopeful that that Rager can step up and uh, just to get back to the point on on Doug. I mean, I, I I think if anything, this has put the hot seat back on Carson because yeah, you know it, it really seems like the whole team has changed without him. Doug's calling better games, and it, and honestly, it seems like everyone's playing better. It, it does seem like the offensive has rallied around him, and he has he has elevated the players around him, which is what a good quarterback does. And we just didn't see that from Carson all season. No. And, and there's certainly a ton of excuses you could make for Carson that people still make for Carson, but now, you know, stuff's coming out where, Oh, if he's not the starter, he doesn't, you know, he wants to be traded. He felt betrayed by the Eagles. It's like, come on, dude, read the fucking room. Uh, you, you know, you can't be bitching and moaning about not being a starter when you clearly have played bad. And it, it just, it comes off so tone deaf, especially when Jalen hurts is playing so well. Now, if Jalen hurts was struggling, maybe he had a more of a case to be leaking stuff out and wanting a fresh start, et cetera, et cetera. But I, what world is he living in where they're just going to hand the starting job back to Carson Wentz where we've been talking about him and, and what do you do with Carson? What do you trade him? Rob um, mentioned the other podcasts about the cap hit, even though we can get someone else to pick up the contract because of the bonus, the cap hit is still going to be pretty bad on us. And you know, people are saying that's the reason why he's going definitely going to be on the roster. I still think he's very tradable. And I still think they are going to trade him simply from the mental fact of they don't want to deal with this bullshit anymore. And you know, it is crazy to take a $30 million cap hit for a guy who's not on the team. But if you look at it the other way, and say, well, the, uh, your starting quarterback is a rookie, and you're only paying 400 grand for him, or whatever, whatever that first, second round uh, rookie salary is. So, if you look at the combined expense on the quarterback, it's not as bad. Now, granted, part of having a rookie quarterback 
on that rookie contract is you can build around him and get a bunch of free agents. So we're certainly going to be tight on the cap. But I mean, if Hertz is the guy, you just can't have Wentz around. Maybe there's a world where they compete for the job, but I, I don't know. I'm just seeing so much out of uh, out of Hertz right now, and you know, Wentz asking to to get traded. I don't know. What do you think of this, Justin? Isn't it kind of insane that he thinks he's in a position to ask to demand a trade? So I I got a couple takes on this actually. I, I read the the couple articles that came out with the little blurb of you know if he's not starting, he wants to be traded, and made me question a few things. Number one, it's you know. Uh, sources inside, you know, the Eagles camp organization. Yeah. Uh, or uh, so it makes me question, you know, is Wentz really saying this? And then how is the question being phrased if he is saying that? Um, I, I actually, I'm not a Wentz fan by any means at this point. Um, I don't want to see him start, but at the same time, I understand somebody's hunger to want to start. And if they're not going to start and they think they should, they're more than willing to be traded and would like to be traded and start somewhere else. I'm fine with that. I think this is actually a non-issue. I think it's something to get the fan base riled up and get more against Wentz. I think if anything, yeah, maybe he said that that's fine. And if that's what he believes, that's fine with me. I actually have another conspiracy theory as well, which is, you know, the Eagles organization has let let things slot, slip out a couple of times about certain players. Deshaun Jackson being one of them when he was traded, right? About him, uh, you know, having gang affiliations <laughs> and whatnot. I, uh, you know, uh, to take the heat off of them for trading him at the time, I think this could be another thing, you know, how he could be a little bit shady here at times. And maybe he knows the cap hits coming if he does hit, get rid of Wentz and he knows the fan base will get behind him a little bit more if, if they're slipping out, you know, information like this saying Wentz wants to be traded. All I've seen from Wentz though on the sidelines is cheering on Hertz, you know, uh, going over, you know, the tablet with him and coaching him <laughs> along. So, so I can't say he's not a bad teammate from the, from the eye test of what you've seen on the sidelines. Um, with that said, I, I'm not getting too too aggravated about this. It just is what it is. It seems more of a clickbait story to me than anything. And if and if Wentz wants out, let him out. I'll tell you, I'm happy to take the cap hit, or I think the Eagles should take the cap hit if that's the case. Uh, I think Hertz has proven it at this point, and went and more than anything, Wentz has proven that he can he can't be the starter here. Yeah, I mean, there's just too much baggage right now, and uh, it would be tough to really imagine a scenario, especially if Doug Peterson stays as the coach. I, I just can't imagine a positive way out for any of them. It's so funny you mentioned Deshaun Jackson. Of course, he's coming back from the uh, from IR. It'll be interesting to see if he actually gets in a game. That would be that would be a very bizarre 2020 storyline. I mean, what the hell happened to Alshon? All of a sudden, he's getting down the field. Where did he? He's he's running. He's he's drawing pass interferences. Uh, I, it's it's really insane, Rob. I mean, there's plenty to get to in the kind of weird receiver world. But where are you at with Wentz asking to be traded? It certainly could be, like uh, Justin implied, possibly you know Howie throwing him under the bus, taking off some of the heat from this bad cap uh, bad cap hit that they're gonna have to take. Yeah, look. Like Justin said, I don't have a problem with him saying, I don't want to be a backup. That's yeah. not what I'm here for. Um, but look, this is not the time or place to be demanding anything. I mean, <laughs> if anything, they let him start longer than he should have. He had every possible opportunity this year to prove that he was the guy. And and quite frankly, he just didn't do it. And look, Wentz is a good guy. No one has anything against him as a person, but 
He I just do. didn't perform. And well, you do. And <laughs> look, it's a, it's a performance. What, based am, what am I going to do with the statue that so, I have of Carson Wentz now? <laughs> exactly. Um, I have so, a signed helmet, but, but I'll Sorry, tell you no. what, I, I am not envious of, of, of Lori and Howie and the decisions they have to make this off season. I mean, just think about it. They have to first decide if Doug Peterson's the guy and that has so many ramifications because I think like you said, I don't think Peterson and Wentz can coexist. So if you choose Peterson, I think you have to get rid of Wentz. And if you do that, you have to hope that Peterson is a long-term guy and you're not going to find out he's mediocre again this year and then find out that Wentz goes somewhere else and flourishes under a coach that knows how to utilize him. And furthermore, you have to hope that Hertz is the real deal after seeing him for only four games. And you know, look, he looks good, but four games isn't a big sample size. In the alternative, you'd have to. What do you do? Trade Hertz for draft picks? I don't think no. this is on the table. But if you do, if you even consider that, then you have to consider that Wentz really isn't good anymore. You're stuck with him, and you just traded away a guy who could be really good. So th- it, it, these are not easy decisions. You know, I think ultimately what happens is you're going to have to try to get something from Wentz. You know, I, I am starting to believe, and I've been listening to to a bunch of commentators this week that we may be able to get a first round pick for Wentz. There's going to be yeah. a QB hungry team that's going to think they can rehabilitate him. And you know, quarterbacks are assets. He has the skill set. He had the 217 year. Uh, so it's not to me. It's not out of the question that you couldn't get a first-round draft pick. Maybe the Jets want to take a stab at it now. You know, since they Whichever. lost, which was an ingenious <laughs> move. Yeah, maybe Joe Douglas. The, the the Colts scenario just seems so obvious. Of Frank Reich bringing them in, they have that you know spiritual connection, and Philip Rivers kind of on the way out. They don't have any plan after Philip. Uh, Phillips not even really on the books for next year, although he's still playing at a decently high level, especially in that offense. But I, I don't know if I'm Frank Reich, I would definitely, I, I, and if you're Frank Reich and you have that history with Carson, I think he, I bet you Frank Reich thinks he can turn Carson Wentz into a better quarterback than what he's getting out of Phillip rivers this year. I would not be shocked. You know, I think another interesting place, uh, and I don't know if this if this could really happen, but I actually think he could be a decent fit there. Is Pittsburgh? Yeah. Um, I don't know what Big Ben's plans are, if he's going to stick around or not, or if this could possibly be his last year. But um, that kind of seems like a place where he could maybe go and and thrive as well. Uh, just something to watch. Well, and and you talk about teams with massive uh, cap space and an ability to to, you know, fix a quarterback, maybe new England is a destination. Everyone's overlooking Josh McDaniels, bill Belichick teaming up to uh, get Carson going, building around him. I, I don't know. We'll see that wouldn't, that wouldn't shock me, but I, I don't imagine they would give up a ton, but I could see them. They certainly need a quarterback besides cam Newton. Who's looked just completely horrible, worse than Wentz, which uh, considering his 2020 tough to say, as far as positive news, couple pro bowl selections, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, and Brandon Graham, first ever pro bowl selection. Very excited for him. He seems super stoked. Justin, any uh, Eagles left off uh, the pro bowl here that you think should have got it? You know what? Uh, I, 
Nobody actually comes to mind this season. Uh, I hate to say that uh, at the moment. Somebody who I do like, and I know we brought him up quite a few times, though, Mylotta, yeah. you know, he stepped in great. Unfortunately, I don't think he's gotten enough snaps this season with Peters coming in and out and not knowing what the heck position he wanted to play. But uh, with that said, uh, you know, just a little bit of a shout-out there to Mylotta, holding it down, left tackle. Uh, I I think uh, next season, though, he could be a guy to look at as possibly making the Pro Bowl there. Yeah, no, and he's he, you know, all those different uh, gradings and stuff have him, uh, you know, right at the top. And I don't know, it it would never go to an offensive lineman, and he he probably hasn't played enough games. But I mean, he's coming in and playing legit left tackle for a guy who never played football. I, I don't know if. Rookie of the year makes sense, or you know, he's not really a comeback player of the year, but the, it feels like he should get some sort of award because the fact that he went from never playing a competitive football game in his life to starting left tackle in the NFL pretty insane. Rob, any thoughts on the Pro Bowl selections? They miss anyone? Certainly not Jake Elliott. No, I, I don't think so. Look, I'm happy for Brandon Graham, especially. I, I, he deserved it. He's having a hell of a year. Um, you know, I think a guy like Miles Sanders could be, but we just don't give him enough touches. So, yeah, uh, I, I don't think there was anyone yeah. else that was really snubbed. I certainly share the feelings about Mylotta. You know, certainly he didn't. I don't think he deserved to get it this year, but his future's bright. You know, my fear is that we don't just uh, put him back to the bench and and try to start Dillard next year now, just because he's the higher draft pick. I certainly, at minimum, Mylotta has earned that left tackle spot until someone else beats him out. Yeah, I mean. Again, offensive line is going to be interesting because you have this Dillard thing versus Mylotta, and maybe Dillard's just a swing tackle. But again, he's the first round pick. Seems like Howie's really excelling at, at picking guys not in the first round. And, you know, th- then you have Brandon Brooks coming back from injury. Kelsey's getting old. It'll be crazy to kind of see who our starting five that we actually tried out. It would be great if it's the same starting five for. For a couple of games in a row, I mean, we we've been setting records left and right. Uh, you know, the announcer uh, Keep Talib mentioned he pointed out that thirteen different offensive line combinations, pretty crazy. And even bad teams, they certain they have three, maybe four, five different combinations, but thirteen combinations, it's fucking insane. They moved the uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. They moved the Panthers game to a late kickoff because they know playoff implications are hanging in the balance. Cause if the, if the Washington football team wins, I'm pretty sure they've more or less uh, clinched the division there. Although I guess giants could win out uh, regardless. It makes the Eagles Cowboys game completely meaningless. So now they're going to be playing it at the same time. Eagles need the Panthers to win. And then the Giants to either lose to the Ravens or uh, the Cowboys in the final week, and then the all the Eagles have to do is win their next two games. Justin, are you daring yourself? Are you letting yourself believe in the chance of an Eagles playoff run here and getting into the playoffs at six, nine, and one? Sean, uh, you know what? <laughs> with this with this <laughs> past week's loss, I gotta I gotta step away from the table. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm going to call it quits on any hopes on a playoff run at this point. Uh, and I think it's for the best, just for my health, um, <laughs> my blood pressure as well. I'm actually just going to be focusing on her seeing maybe um, what's a, 
what we can look forward to possibly next season. You know, keep an eye on Doug there too, um, seeing how they're meshing as far as play calling is concerned. Um, and just kind of look at the team as a whole. Um, as far as playoffs are concerned, if, if by happenstance we somehow manage to do Come that, Come on, that's Justin, great, but, get excited. Nah, I'm not. I think there <laughs> might be a 10% chance max at this point. Um, I've, I've stuck in there. I've tried to hold on to hope of the playoffs throughout the entire season uh, for the biggest reason being because I have large amounts of money on us being uh, the division winner. But anyways, uh, no, I'm going to, I'm backing off at this point. I'm out. Rob, the Rob, the realist. You're not even letting yourself entertain a playoff run. Are you? No, <laughs> look, we're not making a playoff run. Let's, let's just, Oh, we know, might make the playoffs and then at well, home against the Cardinals revenge game. Look, I don't disagree that if we do make the playoffs, which I think is unlikely, that we are a semi-dangerous team. Yes, uh, that, that like I would it. not, that I would not want to face. Um, I got my we're just a wild card. Uh, you just don't know what you're going to get with us. But our defense, look, is horrific right now. Um, I, I know they had a few turnovers, but I mean, you have a guy like Hopkins. He had what 160 yards. He's he's on single coverage against a you know rookie QBs or CB who actually didn't have a bad game. It's an no. impossible, it's an impossible task on Hopkins. So I don't even blame him. Um, you know, maybe Jim should start doubling, um, but maybe Jim only has a couple games left here. So um, yeah, no, I, I'm not going to get my hopes up. Like Justin said, these last games are all about just evaluating hurts, seeing what we have, seeing how the offense comes together. If we win some great, I hope we do. Um, but this is really focusing on getting the decisions right for the future. What better way to evaluate Jalen hurts than at home starting in a playoff game, hungry dogs run faster. I, I got my dog mask ready to go, ready to throw dust that thing off, make another run. This team does have a little bit of mojo. And I think you're right, Rob, the, that Darius slay was like that last little backbreaker. Once I heard he was officially out, I, I became more worried about the Eagles and their chances against Arizona, but moving on to the Cowboys game again, even if we didn't have a small chance to get into the playoffs, it's the fucking Cowboys. It doesn't matter about the playoffs sweeping the Cowboys would at least be something to hang our hat on in this ugly, ugly season. Justin, I'll let you uh, kick things off. What do you got to see out of the defense against the Cowboys coming up on Sunday? I mean, just same old story. I think at this point we really got to look to the defensive line, get that pressure on Andy, um, you know, make some sacks. I don't really think we can rely on our banged up secondary at this point. Um, I really would like to see, you know, a couple more turnovers. Uh, last game was nice. It was great to see really filed, fired him up. Um, Singleton has just been lights out. I mean, the last what half dozen games here. It's been awesome. So yeah, um, he's been a nice surprise too. Yeah. It's funny. The nice surprises are all, are all people you would have no idea. Like Fulgham coming out of nowhere, Alex Singleton, Jordan, Mylata, Alshon, Jeffrey, Jalen hurts. These are none of the guys I would have thought coming into this season would be playing well for us. And on the defensive side of the ball, to me, it's Darius Slay has to come in and have an impact on this game because the the Cowboys passing offense not horrible with Dalton. They have a bunch of decent receivers. Darius Slay, get him back and get him on Amari Cooper. Don't let him kill us. And and usually 
we do a decent job of Amari Cooper. So I think Slay going up against Cooper, getting him back will be big for this defense. And yes, the defensive line can carry us. Looks like Zeke. I don't know. Maybe he's in, maybe he's out. Uh, Pollard is playing better than Zeke, which uh, is, is pretty hilarious. Everyone's making fun of Carson Wentz's contract, but I would rather Carson Wentz's contract than Zeke Elliott's contract right now. Jesus Christ. That thing is definitely untradeable. And you know, he's really impacting the future of the Cowboys. So God bless Jerry Jones there. Rob, what do you want to see out of the uh, out of the Eagles heading down to Dallas? What do, what do we got to do on the defensive side of the ball? You know, I I just think we can't get beat with big plays. Just we we just got to keep them in front of us. Um, you know, we usually do a decent job against the run. It it really comes down to the passing game in my mind, like almost every game this season. And you know, they have some good receivers. CD Lamb looks like he's legit, uh, unfortunately. So. You know, let's try to keep their receivers to under a hundred yards each, and I'll be happy. Yeah, I mean, Dalton got going there a little bit. I think that was more about the 49ers being completely cooked, and then they kind of surprised a uh, Bengals team who was just down and not interested in that game. So I don't know. I still think this Cowboys team is pretty flawed as far as the offensive side of the ball. I, I mean, really, just what they've been doing. No fumbles from Jalen Hurts, and I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Ertz. I keep kind of alluding to the fact that Ertz maybe has a big game. He led the team in yards last game. I think he had 69 yards, only two catches on seven targets. Seems like they're trying to get him involved. Rager may be questionable, so if Ertz can have a big game, and uh, you know he lo- he loves getting up for big games against Dallas, I wouldn't be shocked if that really helps carry the offense. Robbie, what do you what do you got to see out of the offense? I just got to see more development from Hertz. That's that's yeah. really all. That's really everything I'm focused on the rest of the season. So, uh, you know, I want to see him face some adversity, and I want to see him continue to play well. I want to see him minimize the mistakes. Uh, you know, specifically not taking the big sacks and taking care of the football. You know, he got lucky last week. All three fumbles were recovered, um, but but we can't have that. We've already had one quarterback with the fumbles, and and we don't want to fall into the trap of another one. So. Uh, you know, I like everything he said after the game. He he was not happy with the loss. Uh, he didn't want to hear about any of that. Uh, no consolation prizes. So uh, let's see what he can do this week. Yeah, and uh, you know, getting Sanders going. We keep talking about it, but I, I'm, I, you know, he's getting he's getting more touches at least with Hertz, and they're they they seem to be syncing up a little bit better in the uh, in the passing game, and seem to be in, doing some interesting stuff zone blocking wise. Justin, what do you want to see out of the offense? Yeah, you just kind of stole my point there, Sean. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking uh, <laughs> feed Miles Sanders here. Yeah. Uh, Rob, Rob pointed out Jalen. You know, got to take care of the football. That was the one thing we hated about Wentz is the fumbling. Um, unfortunately for Wentz, it led to a lot of turnovers. Luckily for Hertz, it hasn't yet. Uh, but that is something we need to be mindful of. But the biggest thing on my list right here is just feed Miles Sanders. He had 17 rushes last week. Um, it only led to 64 yards. We know he's got more in the tank. We know he's he can uh, take him long. So I'd like to see a lot more from him this week. Uh, let's see if Doug does that though. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see. And uh, Doug's the the offense definitely better, but there still is some some stuff you would just like to see just obvious shit. And every time he keeps kind of leaning into the obvious shit, we keep doing better. 
Right now, time for our final score predictions presented by mybookie.ag. Use that promo code SGP, get a sweet deposit bonus. Eagles, two point favorites in Dallas. I called for a 30 point game last week. They didn't do it. They were knocking on the door there to get to 30. I, I think this is the game. They have the 30 point game. Dallas's defense is shitty. I don't think they know how to play Hurts yet. I think we run up the score 38. Dallas 28. Dallas has a really bad record if they don't score 30 points. And I think our defense, we get Slay back, knock on wood, will be good enough to, uh, and they'll be up for this game, I think. Will be good enough to keep them under 30 and get the W. So I'm saying Eagles 38, Dallas 28. Really like the over here. Justin, what are you doing? Uh, you know, I'm thinking the same thing. I saw uh, the Cowboys play San Francisco last week. I felt like they kind of eked it out. I know they won, but I didn't see anything that impressed me. And I think we can actually do some work on them. So uh, I took the Eagles here. Or I, I take the Eagles here. I think we're going to win handedly, like you pointed out. I put it down as a uh, 32 17. Oh, nice. I like that. I, we just got to get over 30. One of these goddamn games. Robbie. What do you have uh, come Sunday? What do you what do you have the score being? Eagles, Cowboys in Dallas. Eagles two point favorites. Yeah, you know I'm gonna go 27 to uh, 10. Oh, uh, nice! I actually think the Eagles do pull this one out. Wow! Uh, Dallas, Dallas's defense is is absolutely <laughs> terrible. I think they really are bad. You know, I it's, thought Rob it's, was gonna it, say Dallas. Yeah, <laughs> it it hurts his you know first start against the Cowboys. Hopefully he can. Uh, get up for that game. So uh, I, I do like us to win. I mean, they're, they're a lot, they're not nearly as good of a team as, as the two teams we played the last two weeks. And if you know, they play anywhere near that level, they should win. Yeah. And not kind of thrown in this evaluation of Hertz is he looked pretty damn good when they came into green Bay again, very small sample size there, but he gave them a real spark and you would have loved to just go back and see if that was his first start instead of uh, at home against saints, what could have happened there? But yeah, we'll see. And uh, appreciate you guys tuning in to the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network. We have our own feed now, please head over there. Sports gambling podcast.com slash Eagles, or just type it in uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever great podcasts are downloaded to, you know, dial it in there. Diehard Eagles throw us a five-star rating and review for the diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green for Rob for Justin go birds. Finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. 
Experience the six-episode event. Work partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now streaming only on Disney+.